Hello everyone, welcome to Narcissism Recovery Podcast, produced by the Magnolia Healing Center. I'm your host, Yitz Epstein. In this podcast, we will be delving into topics related to narcissistic abuse, codependency, childhood wounds, childhood trauma, mental illness, and all things narcissism. The purpose of this podcast is to bring widespread awareness and healing to the global epidemic of narcissism and codependency. It is my hopes that with this podcast, we can collectively create an environment of health and healing for you, the individual, and for the world at large. Let's begin. Hi, everyone. Welcome to today's episode. Today, we're discussing judgment versus compassion. So I'm extremely excited about this particular episode, being able to shift my life from being from living with judgments, being judgmental of myself and other people into one of compassion has profoundly changed my life. Learning compassion is an absolute game changer, and I would argue that it is the single most important, if there is a most important life skill on the healing journey. So in this episode, we're gonna talk about the difference between living with judgments and living with compassion. We're gonna talk about the healing power of compassion and how we can use this life skill, this extremely important life skill of compassion as a tool on our healing journey. First of all, compassion essentially is the ability to see that regardless of what a person has done and who they are, deep down they are a human being and that human being is worthy of love. Now, this can be extremely difficult because someone who is abusing other people, it certainly doesn't feel like they are worthy of compassion and kindness. Now, it's important to understand that compassion that you're having is coming from you. You are the one who's expressing and showing compassion. And while there's often an impulse and an urge to judge, we are the ones who suffer most by judging other people because essentially we are the ones holding on to these negative thought forms and these harsh critical evaluations and those things are going to lower our consciousness our vibration and uh, in essence infuse our life with negative emotions so we are the ones who suffer most by judging other people and in truth our judgments towards other people are just not necessary you know if there's a judgment uh, towards somebody who's exploitive, then if you believe in karma or you believe in, in some sort of uh, punishment, that's going to happen by some higher order of consciousness, of justice. But that does not happen through us. So our job is to simply have compassion. Now, what we oftentimes don't realize is that when we are judging other people, we are the ones judging, right? The function of judgment is coming from our personal perspective and our value system. And the truth of the matter is we really never have enough information. We will never be able to see the full picture of the, the other person, of their circumstances, and why they did what they did. So when it comes to judgments, is, our judgments are most usually going to be completely inaccurate. On the other hand, when we show compassion, that compassion is a choice to look at the perspective of this person from a place of love. And the more you practice this, the more compassionate you become. And like anything habitual, the more it becomes ingrained in the personality structure that you have. So right off the bat, judgments bring us down and compassion elevates us. So it behooves us to develop this life skill because regardless of what is going on in the outside world, by embracing compassion, by allowing ourselves to see whatever it is through the eyes of love and compassion, it's going to improve our lives. Next, you know, judgment comes from ego. It comes from the mind. And compassion comes from your true self, your core self, the soul. So when you practice compassion, you're actually coming closer to who you truly are, to your authentic self, and that is your true nature. So the more you judge, the more you're getting close to your ego, the more you're ego identified, which essentially is pulling you farther away from who you truly are, which is the soul. In addition, being judgmental can also be a defense mechanism and is a form of black and white thinking. In essence, it sees things in extremes, which is very much a trauma response. You know, when we want to know 
the answer right away. Or let's say we just want to know why immediately. We don't have the patience or ability to suspend our immediate thoughts. Then uh, in essence, if we're afraid of the unknown, we fear the tension of not knowing, then being judgmental can actually be a way of relieving that anxiety of the unknown as we sort of jump to conclusions that are most of the time false and erroneous because we haven't had the ability and the time to gather enough information to come to an accurate and proper conclusion. So compassion is sort of a suspension of judgment, which takes you know patience and, and vulnerability since you're opening yourself up to and you're expanding your consciousness to include new information, you know, wait for all the facts to come in before actually coming to a conclusion, which again, very difficult to do if you fear uh, let's say you have wounds of childhood, or if you fear the unknown, or if you have the abandonment wound, because then you would not be, you would not know. And that unknown is very terrifying for people who have those wounds. Now, it's important to understand that we are going to judge other people based on the way we judge ourselves, right? Judgments themselves are, in fact, essentially just the inner critic, which is usually the one who judges ourselves, the critical voice of ourself, kind of turned on or turned around towards other people. So judgments of others, in essence, is the projection of these very judgments on others in the outside world. So next time you're being judgmental, you know, it's important to understand that these are already judgments that are taking place within yourself. And that's how you sort of evaluate yourself or judge yourself or treat yourself. And oftentimes judging other people is just the projection of those very judgments. Now, the thing about judgments is that they make us feel self-righteous and in control. When we judge, essentially, we see ourselves as the ones who are right and the others who are wrong, which gives us a sense of superiority and power, uh, which serves to make us feel like we're in control, right? Feel soothes those feelings of being out of control, the anxiety of feeling powerless or, or shameful or worthless. And this is very much the ego. The ego is always trying to defend its itself. It is a very hard time expanding. It feels like there'll be an ego death and therefore judgments is a way to sort of keep, keep us ego identified and keep us in that safety zone. Now, judgments of ourself is also a form of self-rejection. You know, we, we only judge something that is separate from ourself. You're not going to judge something that you feel is, is connected to you. So when we internally judge parts of ourselves or certain habits or character defects and, and name, label them, let's say, ugly or shameful or unlovable, in a way it's saying, I don't accept those parts of myself as me, as part of me, and they are rejected as a result. So this self-rejection splinters the personality, which then leads to more fragmentation and more dis-ease. So we can see this alone, how compassion of oneself and ultimately towards other people, which in essence is self-acceptance. You know, when you're having compassion on yourself, you're saying that this is not being rejected, but it's rather it's being accepted. It can directly lead to this sense of being whole, being integrated and healed as a result. So the more compassion we show for ourselves and other people, the more we're able to integrate the parts of ourselves that we have rejected, that we deny, that we label as shameful and unlovable. And ultimately that creates more wholeness, which creates more healing. So here are some of the comparisons side by side between judgments, living with judgments and living with compassion. Judgment comes from fear. Compassion comes from love. Judgment is a sense of entitlement, and oftentimes it's arrogance. Compassion takes humility, and it takes patience, and it takes self-awareness. Judgments separates people, separates you from yourself or you from other people, and compassion connects us and creates wholeness, like I mentioned. Judgments is attachment to a conclusion. Compassion suspends the immediate conclusions and sits in the question and the uncomfortable unknown in order to gain clarity, in order to attain more information, more expanded consciousness so we can learn what we need to learn to get the full picture. Judgments sees mistakes 
as flawed and a reason to be unworthy of love, compassion says that regardless of our past mistakes, we're deserving of love. Judgments, blames, it denies responsibility. Compassion seeks to understand and to take ownership. Judgments see love and being kind as being vulnerable and therefore being weak. Compassion comes from the soul and love, which is a reflection of who you truly are. So to practice compassion is to express who you truly are deep down, like I mentioned a little bit earlier. So I want to point out that a great way to know if you were abused, oftentimes people don't necessarily know if they were abused. Oftentimes they'll say, hey, my childhood was okay. It wasn't bad. Um, yet I'm showing all these signs of being symptomatic uh, that I was mistreated. A great way to know for sure is if you listen to your self-talk and let's say you make a mistake and all of a sudden you hear that critical voice, that raging inner critic usually after a mistake or a shameful experience will reveal some of the messages that we received early on based on our mistreatment. And they'll oftentimes reveal the way that we internalize those negative mistreatments and then turn them on ourself. So when we we're being judgmental of ourselves, it's oftentimes because we accepted those negative messages from people around us, whether it's overtly or covertly, or we just sort of came to conclusions and then turn that on ourself. And it's a great way of knowing if you were in fact mistreated because that inner critic, when it's, when it's uh, critical, when it's abusive, then the people around us growing up were most usually that way. And we just go, went ahead and internalized that and then turned it on ourselves. Now, if we do not interrupt this self-criticism and the negative judgmental self-talk, it will run us into the ground. It'll, it'll shame us, it'll make us depressed. So practicing compassion is very much about interrupting the flow of negative streams of consciousness and inserting a kind and loving, compassionate message into our self-talk towards ourselves. So it really is all about treating yourself with compassion. And ultimately when you treat yourself with compassion, you'll be much more likely to treat others with, uh, with compassion and with kindness. So if we're treating ourselves like crap, then chances are we were taught to treat ourselves that way by our primary caregivers who treated us or perhaps our siblings or let's say the school bullies, right? So the negative messages about ourselves that demean and shame our existence and pick on our flaws are a direct reflection of our early relationships. Now, this is why it is so important to pay attention, listen to the way you talk to yourself, take a step, almost distance yourself from it, take yourself out of it, and just sit there and be present and listen. You know, listen to that hurt inner child and do what you can to care for, nurture, love, and express kindness and compassion for that past self, that child self who is extremely hurt. And then, you know, when we go ahead and mistreat ourselves, essentially we're just treating ourselves the way we were treated early on. And that really doesn't do a whole lot to undo the damage because in essence, we become our own perpetrators at that point. So our relationship with ourselves is going to set the tone for every other relationship in our lives. That's pretty much a, a common theme and most people are aware of this. But what we're not aware of is the relationship with ourselves that we're unconscious of, like this negative self-mistreatment, we don't even realize how we're mistreating ourselves. We don't even realize that there's a, a self-avoidance or a self-rejection or a criticism. And it's so important to check in with that and identify that relationship because that self-talk is very much revealing the relationship we have with ourself. And part of the reason why we attract abusive, toxic, even narcissistic abusers is because on some level, they are a manifestation. They're the outside manifestation of the way we are already treating ourselves within. Most of the time, we have no awareness of this. So compassion from this perspective can be a phenomenal defense mechanism or avoid, uh, ability to protect yourself from narcissistic abusers. If you're accepting yourself, if you're loving yourself, if you're compassionate with yourself, if you're treating yourself well, then when an exploitive person comes along and starts doing the same, you'll have a, a great way of discerning between a nice, compassionate and loving treatment as opposed to that of, of the abuser. So finally, 
it's so important to pay close attention to what you judge in other people. Our judgments of others are usually revealing what needs acceptance, compassion, and healing inwardly. Now, I want to point out that you may notice another person's character defects or narcissistic tendencies, and this is not necessarily a judgment. This can be awareness, you know, a simple of identifying a pattern maybe that you had within yourself that you worked on, or you just noticed somebody's behavior, and this does not mean that you are judging them or that you have this issue. It becomes a judgment when we have denied and rejected an element of ourself onto others, and then we're criticizing that part in other people. So when you notice that you are criticizing another person, an element of themselves, you know, just do the pause, pay attention to the part of themselves that you're struggling to see through the eyes of compassion, and then ask yourself, maybe perhaps there's a part of myself that I've rejected inwardly that needs my acceptance and my healing that I have denied. Because the more we accept ourselves, and the more we see other people who are struggling with these wounds and tendencies, we'll be able to see their, that through the eyes of compassion, which will uh, ultimately allow us to uh, accept the other person for who they are as opposed to be angry at them or hurt by their behavior. So to finish off, I would argue that part of the reason that we are in this school called life and so to speak reincarnated into a physical body is to learn how to experience pain, loss, struggles, heartache, trauma, and then be able to transform it through the eyes of source, which is through the eyes of love and compassion. When we learn these life lessons, essentially we elevate our vibrations, we raise our consciousness, and we truly lift our soul. We're able to self-actualize and grow. It's almost as if the trauma and abuse was the test of school and then seeing the experiences through compassion and love is the way to pass the test. Now, I know this can be very difficult to hear because in many instances, it seems so cruel that we're in this experience just to learn how to see it through compassion, but this is really what growth is all about. When we go through an experience, when we go through trauma, and then we judge the experience or we re regret the experience, we have not learned the life lesson that it came to teach us. And as a result, we will most usually have to experience it again and again and again until we finally learn this important lesson on seeing things through love and compassion. When we finally do this, we can ultimately identify that these experiences were not there to hurt you or to shame you or to you know, just uh, cause you pain, but rather they're experiences that are going to allow you to grow. You know, Once we make peace with it, we can create meaning out of it and then truly heal and move on. So, so much of healing has to do with taking your experiences and putting them in the perspective and through the lens of love and compassion to understand that even though they seem so unjust and so unfair, when you see them through the eyes of love and compassion, you can finally use them as experiences to help you grow and just appreciate the growth that comes through it as opposed to resent it or reject it or just uh, not necessarily have awareness of what it is doing in your life. So I really hope that this episode resonates with you. I hope it uh, brings you some clarity as to how important it is to be compassionate. You know, as a trauma and abuse victim who was rarely shown compassion, it can be very difficult to treat yourself this way. Uh, it may feel disingenuous, and honestly, it may feel extremely awkward. You might feel like you're lying to yourself. And it may even feel dangerous to show this deep level of intimacy and vulnerability to yourself. That being said, compassion is a life skill and when we treat ourselves continuously with with compassion and in this way when we practice compassion you can truly shift the way you, you treat yourself the way you relate to yourself the way we see ourselves and ultimately the types of relationships that are manifested into our lives as a result it really takes no effort to judge it's so much easier and it feels better in the moment you feel self-righteous it soothes that the feelings of shame and worthlessness it takes intelligence it takes non-reactivity it takes work to really take a step back and be compassionate. 
you know, even when it comes to narcissism, obviously I talk about narcissism and narcissistic abusers and narcissists. There is so much labeling that goes on. I'm almost uncomfortable with the label narcissist. And yes, I do agree that there are people out there who are exploitive and they are probably worthy of this judgment of being a narcissist and being an exploitive person. And compassion doesn't necessarily mean that we just ignore negative behaviors and exploitive mistreatments of these perpetrators. What it means is that from our pers perspective, we take a step back and we see, we take a look at why this person might be doing this. And we seek to understand the types of horrors that this person might have experienced to cause him or her to be this way. And this makes us more compassionate people. It allows us to let go of those judgments, which really, these judgments do nothing but bring us down and, and bring our own vibrations down and they attach us to a negative perspective and um and thinking and we seriously just have no idea what other people are going through so many of us are suffering and the reason that we don't see their suffering is because essentially they're hiding it and, and this is understandable if somebody's suffering if they have wounds they're not going to want to show off their wounds you know we oftentimes see the best parts of people's lives but they hide the traumas the pain the hurts and they just present themselves as if nothing's wrong. And the world, I believe, is in desperate need of kindness and compassion. You know, a small word, a kind gesture, it might seem silly and it might seem super just like unnecessary and it might feel like a burden, but honestly speaking, you can save a life. So if this podcast did nothing else but inspire you to notice where there's judgments, notice when you where you send off an energetic judgment or you uh, share a perspective of somebody that's not nice, not compassionate, um, where you might be judging yourself, how you might be treating yourself like an afterthought or rejecting part of yourself because it's unlovable. Compassion allows us to suspend that judgment and accept the part of ourself or the person in our life for who they are and ultimately not necessarily letting them in our life. If they're exploitive, we may have to set boundaries, but compassion allows us to at least see them through the perspective of love and realizing that this is a person, it's a human being who probably endured incredible traumas that would make them be this way. And at least we can suspend the judgment towards them. So if you are struggling to be compassionate and loving for your, to yourself, uh, this is something that has taken me decades to learn. I'm still struggling with it. So I can honestly say I'm right there with you. And if you are interested in working with me to develop compassion, which like I said, is an extremely powerful tool that will most certainly change your life, please feel free to reach out. I'd be honored to work with you. My email is yitz, Y-I-T-Z at magnoliahealingcenter.com. My phone, 818-210-6049. I wanna thank you all so much for joining me for today's episode. Until next time, all the best.